What's up, everyone? It is Wednesday, June 16th, but we already know it's Wednesday because it's in a circle day. What's going on, Ivan and Melanie? How are you guys? Hi. What's, what's up? What's up? Happy Wednesday in a circle day. Hey. How are you guys? How's everyone? I love that color on you, Melanie. Yes. Thank you. It's a little bit of coral. Love that coral. Um, I love well, that. I even like that lipstick on her. I think I've said it before. Like, remember when I saw it? It has glitter in it, actually. So, glitter. Sorry, Charles. Go ahead. Well, well, no, I was just saying, we are also very excited because it's been in the making for a while. We've been talking about it behind the scenes. Um, he is the man behind. We've come to know him of Queen of the Ratchet. He's also an actor, and he's here to discuss his new um, um, web series, Boys to Gays, and so much more. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the inner circle. Joshua Gilliard. What's up, dude? How are you? Hey. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. I'm great. Blessed and highly favored. Amen. Amen. Thank you for yes. being on. Um, how are you? Where you, where you coming great. from? What'd you say? Where are you coming from? Well, I just um, left from filming a music video. Um, and I knew I had this to do with you guys today, and I was very excited about that. But yeah, now I'm here in my apartment, chilling, talking to y'all. <laughs> nice. Awesome. So, so wait, um, did he say where he was from? Where are you from? I'm sorry, I don't know if he said. Oh, that. where am I from? Yes. I'm from um, Palatka, Florida, a small town um, near St. Augustine. And I really like to say I'm a Georgia peach now because <laughs> I've been here for. 10 years and Palaka ain't shit because there's a lot of racists there. KKK yes. was there. Hey, I Palaka. know that. I know that area because I was you raised know in Naples. Yes, girl. I, I was raised in Florida. Florida. A racist, don't ever, if you are black or brown skin, mm -hmm. do not go to Palaka, Florida. Yeah. Noted. Never even heard of Palaka, Florida. But I've heard about it and I, I've driven by and I've seen the Confederate flag. So I know what you're talking about. You hear Baby, it, you it's hear it here first. Like the sundown town. <laughs> mm -hmm. Y'all know what a sundown town is? No. No. When you're black or brown skin, look it up. Look it up. Everybody look at us. If you are black or brown skin, there are places in the United States that black and brown skin people cannot go after the sun goes down. They're called sundown towns. What? Oh. You heard it here first. Damn. Yeah. Learning. The things we learned. Well, Joshua, you we came to know you from your funny salaries videos. Um, they're all videos on on Queen of the Rapture. Today we're here to um discuss your new web series, Voice to Gaze. But before we get into that and dive into that, tell us you and I had, had a conversation last week and I got to learn a lot about you. But tell us and the people that don't know the um what started Queen of the Rapture. There's a deeper meaning of why you started it. So how did that all start for you? Um, I'm an actor. Uh, uh, I've been acting since I was 12. And I moved to Atlanta, Georgia about 10 years ago to pursue acting. And I wasn't necessarily, I got an agent right away, but I wasn't necessarily getting the parts that I wanted to get. And so I remember having meetings with agents and them saying, you need to walk into the room and basically say that you're not gay walk in there and walk a certain way because there's a lot of people in the industry, which is still true, that are homophobic. 
And so I think Queen of the Ratchet was not only my therapy, but my big fuck you to Hollywood and the entertainment industry. Um, it was for me to speak as an underdog. Um, and I've always kind of saw myself as misunderstood and as the villain. Um, I think that villains are misunderstood characters that never get to tell their story. So when I started creating Queen of the Ratchet, it was on the perspective of the villains because, and I remember looking at uh, Cinderella with the stepmother and it was when the Cinderella came into the room and I was like, her thought process says that she just wants to tell her to shut the fuck up. And so <laughs> it started there and it just like the story kept developing and developing. Nice. So somebody, so, yeah. some somebody uh, in the comments wrote, "What was your inspiration behind your videos?" Um, I don't, I don't believe as uh, black LGBTQ people, we are placed to the front. We never get the the time to shine. Uh, we live in a very uh, fake world where everything is a lie and everybody doesn't know how to be themselves. So I wanted to create a reality um, where people thought and said what they thought and there was no repercussions. Um, I wanted to create a fairy tale because there's two types of fairy tales I think that are created. I think Disney creates this fairy tale of, <coughs> excuse me, happily ever after. Mm. And everybody talks calm and everything. And I really wanted to create an adult fairy tale where adults really were who they were. Mm. Because I feel like we live in a fucking world where people are fake as shit mm. and they're always telling fucking lies. <laughs> mm -hmm. I agree. <laughs> no, it's so, kind, of, it kind of like um, with the whole like telling the story like from the villain side, we see that kind of in the movie Joker that just came out with Joaquin Phoenix. You know, they kind of give Oof. you like an in-depth like like, you know, like, he wasn't always like this. Like, society basically, like, trashed him and, and pushed him to a point where he was like, you know what? This is why I did what I did. So it kind of, it kind of not, like, sympathizes with them, but kind of gives the story of, like, wow, like, they really pushed him to his boiling point. He just said, fuck everybody, you know? Like, I'm done with everybody, you know? So, I agree. Yeah, and, you know, I, I really believe that... I believe that humans we create this idea of right and wrong. And we like to say, well, if you are this way, then you are wrong. Or if you are, for a real long time, it was like, if you are black, then you are beneath. And still that way, if you are black, you're beneath things. And there's a big problem with humans where we like to tear people down to their last. And then when they snap, we're like, oh, they're fucking crazy. But there was so much to get to them, like you're saying, to that fucking crazy part. They didn't just become the villain. They didn't just become ratchet. They didn't just become this. It was shit that happened that kept poking at them to make them into the person that they were. And as a society, as humans, we have to take responsibility on the world that we've created. I agree to that. Amen no, to I that. Could... Cheers to that. Cheers to that. No, no. Yeah. I, I, cheers I... to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's like, no. it starts with one thing I've learned, because I'm in therapy right now. Um, I don't think it's me pointing the finger, because a long time, a really long time, I was like, no, you, or white man, you, or 
It's because I'm black and you, and honestly, I don't think it's about me changing another person. It's about me self-reflecting and saying, shit, I need to fucking change myself. I need to change my perspective. I need to change my reality. Mm-hmm. And by me changing, my world changes around me. Amen. But if, I keep, Amen. if, I, if I keep playing the victim, if I keep, because for a real long time when I was doing Queen of the Ratchet, that was my therapy. And I think I was angry when I first started doing it. It became a place of anger where I could really just like express when I was upset that my white boss was talking to me a certain way. Or when I stepped out the door, I'm called the F word or uh, people would just stop and say derogatory things to me. And I think that I had to change my perspective and stop being the victim and the villain in my own story because every single one of us is the main character in our own story. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we can choose to either live the villain, live the victim, or we can choose to be the hero and love on ourselves. So when I first started the brand, it was a really like bitter place. It was a, a place of like, fuck you, white man. Mm. And it still is that, mm. but it is also it is also i'm learning to have a place of love for the human race Mm. yeah no it's definitely it's been it could be very much like that but you're definitely bringing the 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 funny one of our um (laughs) our watchers in the comments has a question as well how tough is the process of creating a video with the voiceovers okay (laughs) (laughs) i've always wondered that too yeah so I do all the voices, right? I, I'm really good at manipulating my voice. I like, I have a, a big register. So a two minute video to like, even though it's only two minutes can take an hour. A podcast video, cause I have a Queen of the Ratchet podcast can take majority of my day because not only am I doing the voices, then I have to stitch the video cartoons on top of the audio and then I have to make sure that I'm just not being, I'm just not saying the F-bomb every time. So I have to make sure the storyline is good too. Mm-hmm. So they, they 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 can take a moment, but I enjoy it. It's not like, okay, I'm going to do this in five minutes and I'm done. Sometimes it is. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, if it's a little video, it is. A lot of the times it's like a, a day's worth of work goes into creating like a 10 minute video. But it does, no. and when it's, when it's something that you like, like love, like you said, it's not. It's kind of like not really work. Huh, so it's like even though it's taking like majority of your your time, and it's like it can be like eight hours. But for you, it's like it's something that you love, so it's like you don't mind it because it's not really work, you know. Even though it is work essentially, but it's not, you know. It's, it doesn't. It, it never. Yeah, it never feels like work to me. It feels like it's fun. Yeah, like it feels like I'm playing. It look like literally when I do a Queen of the Ratchet video with the villains or with the character voices, it feels like I'm playing Barbie dolls or action figures. Mm. Like I'm like- <laughs> that's, that's basically what it is, yes. That's yeah, what I mean. It's like visual. Um, so you were, you were talking about like uh, voiceovers. We were mentioning that. When did you start, like, or when did you realize that you had a talent to like change your voice and like do all these different characters? Like, is it something that you learned at a young age or something that you maybe took class and you were like, oh, I'm gonna try this and then Basically, that's how you you ended up being Queen of the Ratchet now. Um, 
I've always been kind of the class clown and I've always liked to make people laugh, especially when I was younger. But I think when I started working at McDonald's when I was 16, mm. I would get on the mic. My microphone. first job. Would you say? My first job. Worst job ever. <laughs> no, no, my first job. My first job ever. I know. Yeah. Did you like it? Oh, no. I mean, no. It was, it was cute for my... You start making your like your own money, your first paycheck. You're like, ooh, I'm making my little hundred something dollars, but nah. Yeah. Smell, smelling like fry later. <laughs> I got a drink thrown on me. Because wow. their fries weren't hot. No. Oh no, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what that's that's uh-uh. that's when he discovered Queen of the Ratchet. He's like, hell no. Nah. <laughs> that's when Queen of the Ratchet came out. He was like, oh shit, I can do voices. <laughs> oh no. Nah. But no, well, speaking of so much of Queen of the Ratchet, you and I had a conversation where basically this is what a lot of people know you from. Or know, or they they hear Joshua. Actually, may, maybe a lot of people don't even know the name Joshua because they automatically say, oh, Queen of the Ratchet, Queen of the Ratchet. Tell me how it is um, to basically, you and I spoke about it, being boxed in, and you brought up Jim Carrey as a good reference. Tell me how that is in, in, in basically letting the people know that you're more than just Queen of the Ratchet. <laughs> this demand Joshua Gil- Gilliard, who's the actor, the artist. Yeah, so for a really long time, um, I guess that goes back to the lie is I think I, I, I utilize Queen of the Ratchet as a way to um, mask um, who Joshua was. And for a really long time, I would hide behind the cartoons. It became a, a way for me to hide. And so for a really long time, people didn't know that a Black gay man was doing the cartoons. Sometimes they thought it was a whole group of people And so when I would put my face out there, they were always surprised. So now I'm at a standpoint now of sometimes we can create a a, a celebrity like Jim Carrey. Um, He talks about it in interviews where you you create this, 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 this idea of what you are to social media. And it's not necessarily what you are, it's what people perceive you to be. And so Queen of Ratchet is part of me, but it's not the whole part of me. And I never, as an artist, wanted to feel boxed into, oh, he is just the guy that does the voiceovers or the guy that does the Coella voice, which it was becoming, which I'm so much more than that. So now I'm at a standpoint of just trying to break away a little bit and like say, okay, actually I do other things too. I write, I produce shows before Queen of the Ratchet. I think the main objective of me doing Queen of the Ratchet is I felt like I wanted to have a following because before Queen of the Ratchet, when I used to put out shows, people were really gravitating towards my content. So I used that brand to like showcase that, hey, I actually have other shows too. And um, sometimes the people that are like, they're gung-ho on the cartoons, they're like, actually, I just want to stick to watching the cartoons. I don't want to go over and watch other shows. And that's like, okay, it's fair. But I am at a point where I'm just trying to open that box up for everybody to kind of see different different ways that Joshua can be and not just Queen of the Ratchet, which is basically its own thing. Absolutely. Well, and with that said, now let's let's talk about the you, the artist, and let's talk about this web series that you have. Tell us more about Boys 
too gay. Um, the premise, what it's about, fill it all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Boys to Gay is a show about a control freak named Sebastian Reynolds who tries to start a gay black boy band in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, it's a story about how a lot of not just LGBTQ artists, but artists in general, um, never necessarily get to see their um, dreams shown. Um, and it's not necessarily about an actor or um, a singer or a rapper. A lot of us um, have dreams and we try to pursue them or try to start a business and they fail. And so this does start out as a, com economy, a, a com comedy and I did write it that way to start out with, but as the show gradually goes from episode to episode, you see that the idea is not going to work. Um, and it's not a fairy tale because what the show was for me, it was me taking on a character that was basically me, an artist that was trying to get the world to see them when he actually didn't see himself. And so through this, you see that he's trying to he's trying to wave and say, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. And he's not really necessarily looking at himself. Do you find that some of these roles like are very cathartic? Like as you playing these roles, is it a sense of like maybe therapy for you or release? Um, does it hit close? How does it feel playing these roles and like, does it hit close to home? Because obviously it's coming from you, you know, and the artist and you're writing and producing. So, so it's coming from somewhere there. So how, how is it playing something that feels so close to home? Um, therapeutic, I think is the term I would say. It could be very therapeutic, um, challenging because I'm playing so close to home. Um, and then I'm also, I also directed majority of the show. So then like there's other characters in this show, like there's a, 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 um, a thicker character that happens to be a singer and a lot of, um, he goes through his struggles. So I'm having to write his perspective too. So it can be a challenge, but it can also be therapeutic. Um, and I always grow from it too. And about that, you you just use the word thing like you and I was talking. One of your things that um, I took away from our conversation we were talking is like, you know, part of this and you producing your own things and directing and, and, and putting your own web series out to the world. It's also highlighting other artists that maybe Hollywood wouldn't pay attention to. As you said, the thicker people are colored people. Um, how important is it to you? Um, obviously it's important. Um, but how much, you know, we need more people like you actually to do those things and push those people that often Hollywood oversees. Um, how important do you think it is for more people to do that out there? Yeah, um, I just read this article is from um, the guy that started House of LaBeja, who was a big um, person in the ballroom scene. Um, and the ballroom scene was started by Black people. Um, I'm getting to your question, but it was started by um, Black people because the white um, drag scene became so whitewashed that they did not have a place, so they had to go and create their own lane. And so he talked about- I read the about, same article. 
You read, I read the, the same, same article. article about Junior LaVeja, yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you for the name too. So um, he talks about mainstream. And for a really, really long time, it is very important for me to put out people that don't get a chance to be seen. But having conversations with artists these last couple of days, even as much as yesterday, mainstream is very whitewash. Um, and you have to play a specific game. Even when you're black and brown, you have to play a specific game to be in that. I think that we still live in a society where black and brown people are trying to seek approval from white people because we've been condi conditioned in America to always seek their approval. And I think I'm a small piece of a large puzzle that still needs to be filled. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to push plus size women forward. I'm trying to push black people forward. I'm trying to push the thicker, beautiful black man that in this dimension is not being beautiful because he doesn't have quote unquote muscle, but he is beautiful because beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So yeah, it's, I just think I'm a small piece of the puzzle and I, and I just, I reflected on it because for a really long time, I wanted to be mainstream. I wanted to walk the red carpet. And now I'm just like, I don't know if I really want to do that. I do want to still keep telling stories, but I want to tell authentic stories of people don't that don't necessarily get the chance to be seen. I'm tired of seeing the white story. I'm tired of seeing when we do get the chance to be seen, it's traumatic or it's not telling every side of the rainbow. Yeah, so, like something that he said in the article that really resonated with me was that in order for you to like um, get your foot in the door, you don't have to deal with bullshit. Like not to, not to make it a, a race thing, but it is a race thing. White people don't have to deal with half the shit that they have to deal with in order to get their stories told. They can come up to a producer or a director and say, here, I have this story and they go along with it. But when it comes to a black person, especially like Junior LaBeja, his story gets manipulated. And that's why he said when Janet Mock said fuck Hollywood and she went on and on about it, he agreed with her because the story that she said got twisted. So I understand what you mean by that. All right. So we have a caller call in. Caller, you have a question. Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? Joshua, big fan here. <laughs> and um, and um, I have a question for you. Um, so I see that obviously Queen of the Ratchet is like super successful. I love it. And um, thank you. Just curious, your journey to build that brand. So, what advice would you give to somebody who is trying to build a brand? Um, not necessarily doing what you do, but just in general. Good call. Great question. Thank you for calling. Um, yeah, that was great. Yay! <laughs> um, to do to build a brand, I'm gonna tell I'm you more. something. Yeah. Uh, consistency. It's the same thing that you guys are doing to build your brand. It's being yeah. consistent, and I'm gonna say, I know people are iffy when it comes to spirituality, but when you talk, I'm a spiritual person. I'll just come from me. When you speak what you want into this world, 
it will happen. Mm. If you say, I'm going to have this and you believe it and you consistently go that direction, it will fucking happen. Now, I'm not saying there's not going to be like, literally, I'm telling you, I have bumps. I have problems and stuff that when it comes to making content or sometimes I don't feel like doing it, consistency. Um, having a, one thing I struggled with and what I'm working through with therapy in this year is having a strong inner circle of people that are pushing you and are talking to you and speaking to you in a positive way um, and protecting your energy. Protecting your energy is so important. Don't have fucking people around you that don't believe. All right, we have another caller. All right, caller, what is your question? Hey guys, uh, Joshua, um, videos are amazing, they're hilarious. Um, I'm not sure if you answered this because I had to cut off, but um, what are some of the biggest roadblocks you've run into when it comes to building your brand? Like, you know, some of the things that have completely made you feel like you may, like you just want to stop, you don't want to do it anymore, you're over it. So, so what are some of those things that, uh, you know, sounds like complete roadblocks. And how did you get over those? Um, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you for calling. Before I get emotional with it, because I don't want to feel like a victim in this because I'm working through this with therapy, but I think my biggest roadblock is there have been times where I wanted to talk about issues and I feel like the internet gets really upset and I get a community violation for speaking because speaking on things like black and brown lives mattering or coming at things like even on um, some of the Disney videos and it's not necessarily the copyright of anything. It's basically like if some of the Disney villains are speaking on a specific topic because I do and I, and I appreciate all my followers. And I do have a, a, a white audience that follows me too. But I think the biggest thing that I dealt with a couple of years ago was getting mad when I really started speaking on the injustices that were happening, happening. And I got mad because there was this idea of the brand was called Queen of the Ratchet. <clears throat> and I was getting an influx of followers and I wanted... I didn't want it to be where I was a caricature or I was playing to the black caricature or cooning. So with me, I always try not to do that. And so when I started speaking on those injustices, it felt like, it felt like the internet, like, and I don't want to believe the whole idea of like a black mirror or like there's something bigger agenda or something going on because I'm not a conspiracy per person, but it felt like I was being blocked or every time I was getting a strike, a strike here, a strike there, a strike this. And it's like, wow, we can't even talk about it. Even now, like I really have to be very careful the way I communicate injustices, because if I say the wrong thing, 
um, mm. they will block. Mm. And I've noticed that I've noticed that it recently that they like they kind of like blocked me a little bit, but then I'll put out something different and they will do that. But it's because I refuse not to speak about the injustices. I love all people, but I don't think that we can move forward if we don't speak about what is really going on. Um, mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are okay with being blind and not speaking about it. And that that made me want to give up. I think also like I had to get out of my head of feeling not supported by friends and family and just feeling like, okay, Joshua, this is something that you want to do. This is your mm. journey. So you have to understand that not everyone is going to agree because <clears throat> it is very, uh, I used to say it was messy or it was just like in your face, but it is very like thought provoking. And sometimes people get offended. Some people uh, that are friends and family, they can get offended. And I had to not take that personally um, because it wasn't for them. The, the 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 brand was not for them and I had to like let that go it's not taking it personally that I'm offending close family members and it, it it sucks that it has gone to a point right now where we have to like we're saying like kind of be careful because else you get like very like backlash for a lot of things I know us we've had very um intense discussions when it comes yeah, to like some different debates. some some <laughs> differences you know like that and and something that we talk about is like, you know what, it's it's not the time and place right now where we can have civil conversations without somebody attacking your 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 view or your opinion your on things. Yeah, yeah. So we came to an agreement where we're like, you know what, we're just going to have this and have fun and, and stay away from a lot of that stuff that's like dividing like a lot of us, you know, and like we try to focus on things that we cared about before. The craziness. Before the craziness, you know what before I mean? you couldn't talk about certain yeah. things, you know? Like, before all that, we used to focus on things that we that united us, you know, things that we had in common. You know, I feel like now we're and in I a time where we just focus on, like, the things that separate us. So I feel like it's important. Like, it's, it kind of sucks that we've reached a time where we can't... We have to either pick and choose what we can really talk about without getting a yep. lot of backlash. So mm -hmm. this is a book that I've read I'm right on the couch. This is a book that I read. It's called The Voice of Knowledge. And at the end of this book, um, it talks about how, because cancel culture is really big right now, right? Ooh. And a lot of people have their different, what'd you say? It's very big. Yeah. And a lot of people have their opinion that it's, actually like it. I actually like that Gen Z is so big. And I think that millennials have also helped with that. Um, but I think what people have to remember, white, black, brown, straight, gay, big, thin, small, is that when we all die, we all go back to one source. There's one source. Um, I think that people, uh, there is no right, there is no wrong. And that's something I've had to learn. Um, and then I'm still learning because sometimes I get into, I'm, I'm always apologizing. Lately, I've been apologizing a lot because sometimes I push my viewpoint and I'm like, actually, you don't really know what the fuck you're talking about, Joshua, because <laughs> just because you said that doesn't make it fact. Um, and I think everybody is, everybody is a whole right now just trying to be right, including myself, instead of trying to listen. And I love that y'all are having this thing of bringing together. We need more of that, the idea of bringing 
together as opposed to pulling apart. I honestly don't think that the system wants us to be together. No, it's Whatever not. Whatever it's easier to pull everything apart. It's easier to not fix the problem because by cha- the chaos is what's keeping the system alive. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's easier. It's easier to control and manipulate something when you put fear into people and be like, the bad people, the bad people. You know, like it's it's like you know, like let's focus on things that we're like together. Like you know, I feel like yes. everybody, and I feel like to your point is like nobody's right and wrong. I feel like at the end of the day, we all want what's best for everybody. We just all yeah. have different points of view of on how to get there. But deep down inside, I don't think that there's people out there that are like, oh, yo, I hate those people and I want to see death to them or anything like that. I'm pretty sure there are some crazy people out there, but I feel like the majority of all of us, we all want what's good for everybody. And I feel like we just need to go back and focus on that, on the things that we can commonly work together or the same ideas and the same values that we have. I just feel like people have... have just forgotten how to like have dialogue with one another, you know, like have conversations or share sharing of ideas and differences of opinion. So yeah. maybe social not- media. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I agree. I just think it, the, the day and age we're in now, social media, like you were just saying, social media. It's just, it's like you, you have, you have that dialogue or whatever, but you say you say your opinion, and if it's different from. This square over here, oh, you're different, you're canceled, you're exited, you're ousted, we don't agree, like, it's far-fetched, so it, it's it's a little crazy nowadays. Um, and even for us to have this show, to have a podcast, and have our opinions, and have our different views, it's, you know, to kind of, like, censor, or like, kind of walk in extras of, oh, we can't say this, or if we say that, we're going to be canceled, or they're going to look at us like this or that. It's 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 a little. It doesn't take away the fun, but it could, sometimes it does take away. Like, okay, this is supposed to be fun. You know what I mean? It's not about mm-hmm. other fucking people, but the day and age we're in now, like everything's being policed. Yeah, everything. Everything. It's like we're still like the not the human race as a whole has become a slave in itself. Yeah. Not just one. And the sad thing is that we don't. Race. The sad thing is that we don't even that? realize it. We don't, yeah. we don't really yeah. even realize that. Well, that's the negative part of like having a show and having um, something to do. What is something positive? Like have any celebrities reached out to you? To me? Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, I get a lot of like RuPaul's Drag Race um, followers. I have a lot of... Um, which is to be said because of the content. Um, <laughs> yes. The Real Housewives of Atlanta people have um, followed and reached out. Oh, um, nice. That's what's up. And uh, I'm getting a lot of, like, I don't know if y'all know who Amber Riley is. Like, I get a lot of, like... Yeah, I know who Amber Riley is. <laughs> yeah, and she was on Glee. If, uh, really? yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get a lot of that. Um and that's always nice um, to know that those people are watching and hopefully it'll get to the next level because my goal, and I'll manifest it again, is to have a cartoon like the Boondocks or um, yes, I something love like that. that. Yeah, on Netflix or Cartoon Network is the goal. It's, it's bigger than just being on like, and there's nothing Absolutely. wrong with the platform right now, but like just 
getting it to the next Dream level. big, baby. I, you yeah, should do is. it. I would, I would like manifest it to Revolt TV, Diddy's like channel. Ooh, that would be great. That would be great. I feel yeah. like putting I feel it out there. I feel like it would definitely get a lot of traction. I feel like your videos are definitely like very funny. Like I feel like anybody that watches it can, no doesn't matter where you're from, can think it's funny. One way or another, you know, you're super talented. Like the voiceovers, the way he's matching everything is just fucking hilarious. Like I had an honest conversation with with Joshua um last week as well, and I admit it. Um, through points of when I was going through like depressed moments and times, I will go on my phone and his videos will pop up and will like just make me laugh and turn my mood. Like you're super talented, so I'm very proud of you to hear these people that have reached out and hell yeah let's let's put it out to the universe revolt adult swim yeah. um, um comedy central in the comments yeah. they said Good. manifest it manifest it baby that's what they wrote for yes, you in the comments. So yes, manifest yes. It, and we'll now, see you on netflix while we're manifesting um um queen of the ratchet i'm going next level where could we find boys to gay um where tell the people where could we find the series the show clips yeah, so boys to gay, boys to number two gay on Instagram and TikTok. You can also watch it on my YouTube channel, www.youtube.com forward slash Joshua Gilliard. Uh, boys to gay also has a Facebook page as well. Um, so those are the platforms you'll be able to watch it on. Um, and that episode will probably be coming out either tomorrow or saturday i do all the editing too so like i like i do majority of everything so you're yeah, a busy so. b that's a yes. lot yes, work. <laughs> I so the episode, a lot of our editing stuff too and like the video and technical stuff yeah now what it's now it's, oh. now it's a lot easier when we first started it was harder but with the editing yeah. but now it's a lot simpler like but like We've grown, like we've grown since we first started, like even our first episode, I, we always keep talking about it, like we've grown. So I've made things a lot easier, but with a lot of the, a lot of the editing part, like I do relate to what you were saying, where it's like eight hours, but it doesn't really feel like work. Um, no, yeah. it, it, it's actually kind of relaxing. I'm like, hmm, not the world. <laughs> How do you feel? How do you feel? I have to ask you because you did the editing, like. When you hear like your videos, obviously you have to hear them over and over again to make sure the audio and the the uh, the <laughs> movement matches the voice and the action that's going on. Like, like do you get tired of hearing like the same video over and over again? Like, do you rewatch your video afterwards, or once you post it, you don't you don't look at it again? So, uh, no, I'll go back and look at it like after I post it. It's like there's certain videos I'll go back and look at and I can look at them and really enjoy them. Yeah. And it's like I'm not looking at myself do them. So I'll go back and look at like the Coella videos. I'm like, wait, did I really say that? Like, <laughs> and I'll laugh myself at some of those things. So yeah, I'll go back and look at them. Yeah. It's definitely fun. Yeah. To, like go back well, and watch it like as a viewer instead of like as editing. Like you see your yeah, work and you're like, yeah, wow, yeah. like you know, I'm really proud of this video. This video came out yeah. good. Yeah, but yeah, it, it took me a lot tingly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. It took me a while. And I told um we used um Ivan and I we in our group chat we talk about this. It took me a while after we started the podcast, especially visually, going back to watch. Like it felt weird at first. Mm. I'm like, ugh. But like I said, like once you start watching it and then the progression of the show, 
it's like, oh, wait a minute. And then, like, we're texting each other, like, oh, yeah, this was a good show. Like, yeah, this was a thing. Like, yeah. yeah, I was laughing at this. Yeah. You know, you get used to it and, and you start getting proud. And, like you said, that tingly, like, feeling like, oh, yeah, this is what's up. I used to um, hate, I used but, to hate hearing my own voice when I kept doing. I'm like, oh yeah, why do I sound like that? Why am I saying that? I think that was most people though, because it was yeah. me too. Back in the That's day with voicemails, remember voicemails when we used to set up voicemails yes. and with the music intro before we used to let a track play for like ten seconds and we would, hey, what's up? <laughs> so like I, I used to hate like recording over and over and over again. But anyways, um. You're not only an actor, you don't only only do Queen of the Rats, you also rap, you sing. And um recently um you was able to star and um I seen the video and I love the track. I did not think, I'll be honest, going into it, I did not think the song was gonna be hot, but I love the song. I hope I'm not butchering um uh, um his name if you're watching Bobo Sango, um Thirst Trap. Tell us about that. Yeah, Bobo Sango is uh LA uh rapper um he was following the page for a really long time and he asked me earlier this year to be on a song he sent me over the little monologue that because I, i do like the little monologue in the beginning uh with my rap uh because coella became so popular that was like my main voice that i used for my rap so when he sent me over the monologue i used the coella voice And I didn't think anything of it. And then in May, he asked me to come to LA and really treated me amazing in LA. Flew me out there, got me in a really nice hotel, uh, showed me around the city. And we shot the video in two days. Um, and it was a really eye-opening and great experience. Um, he has an album coming out Uh, in July, uh, and it's uh, it's what's needed right now in the LGBTQ community because I feel like, especially in the Black LGBTQ community, I feel like they only try to showcase, which is beautiful, but they only try to showcase one thing. And Babo is totally different as a rapper from what they're trying to showcase. It's hip hop. Um, and I think just in general, taking just LGBTQ out of it, I think that Babo is an amazing rapper um, and storyteller. Yeah. No, um, I definitely enjoyed the, enjoyed the track for sure. Yeah, if you guys I, haven't and, checked it out, it's called Thirst Trap. We'll definitely, I don't know if we have a clip now, but we'll definitely be putting it up, putting it up on our social medias as well for you guys to check out after the show as well. But yeah, continue what you were saying. No, and what we were talking about how artists aren't, because Babo really did a, a, um, a short film. It was basically a short film, a beginning, middle, and end. Um, something that happened a lot in the 80s and 90s and something that we're not really doing now because yeah. it's more TikTok heavy. Uh, and I'm just excited for this artist to release all their music because it's just, it's, a lot of great songs because I've heard the album and it's great music. He's such a great artist. Awesome. Very, very summer vibes. Very like, I'm ready to party. I'm ready to dance. No, the song's hot. <laughs> the song's definitely hot. Yes, yeah, it's very much so like you want to twerk and turn the fuck up. It's very <laughs> but, so but, the lyrics, but like you said, the storytelling and the lyrics as yeah. well, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I'm yes. like, oh, oh, oh. And the oh, thing oh. is, It's not pop. It's 
it's yeah. hip hop, which is uh -huh. like, it's not, it's not the LA vibe. And it's very much, I don't know if some of y'all on here are like from Hotlanta, baby. It's Hotlanta. <laughs> it's New York. It's giving oh, I back. Love Atlanta. It's turning up. It's would you move, hours. would you move to LA or do you prefer Atlanta? Without being shady, I like black men and I like I like brown skin men. I like black men. It's a little, uh, it's okay. Too unseasoned I, for I, you I, over there. Would you say it's a little too unseasoned for you over there? It is. I don't know, girl. Yeah, you know, a little unbuttered biscuity yeah. over there. But you know, I like too it. plain. It's, too plain for me. It is. It's a little plain. It's a little plain, and it's just when I went to the Abbey, right. It's like the biggest gay club in LA. Mm -hmm. I was just like, when Babo took me there, I looked around, I sat down and I sat there for like 20 minutes. I was like, Babo, where are all the black people? Cause there were no black bartenders. There was no brown skin bartenders. And I was like, okay, all right. So it's just, it was all right. I would prefer New York. I would prefer New York. I prefer Chicago. I love ATL. I um, love ATL too, baby. <laughs> you like ATL? Love, you know about ATL? Oh, I know about ATL. I love okay. ATL. I go, I'm, I'm Charles ATL. talks a lot I'm, about ATL. I was just an ATL in um in March, April. We did a yeah, April. we did a. I did a show from a live from over there. I happened to be over there, so I did it from the hotel. I love ATL. I was telling Ivan, I'm like, yo, Ivan, you know, if 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 Joshua ever, we we gotta tell him if he ever needs, you know extra actors or whatever because <laughs> i've been it has done his acting thing too in the past i've always been into the arts you know i play linus on you're a good man charlie brown i'm like yo ivan you know we could be extras you know we could we, we could be in whatever josh is in the next film you know let me find out we networking on here yes actually <laughs> i'm a little mexican looking Baby. i can be the gardener or something Oh, especially God. because halloween especially for queen of the ratchet halloween and christmas are like really really big months for that that brand and actually that's really how that brand kind of took off because of the christmas parodies so maybe if you down at atl we could shoot honey mm. listen you yes. tell us me and i the inner circle no i'm coming to i'll be the manager <laughs> inner yes. circle inner circle will be live from atl i'd so be in atl we just, so <laughs> we just finished filming um I have like one more scene to do for Boys Too Gay, but we're moving into the second season of Boys Too Gay. My friend Kenny is like, Josh, when are you going to take a break? And I was like, I don't know. I'm a Capricorn. My moon is Capricorn. I don't know how to take a break. So we're moving into the second season of Boys Too Gay. So like literally when y'all are in ATL, just text me and I can be like, oh yeah, um, I'm shooting this this day. Can you come? Because literally that's what happened today is I needed extras for a scene. So um, yes, let's do it. I see your post. I see your post. I see oh, yeah, right you there. did. I'm like, yeah, if I was yeah, down yeah. there. <laughs> so we have a comment. Somebody commented. They said, out of all the things you do, which is your favorite? Ooh. I think um, picking a baby is your favorite child. I think that, I think that, I think it's acting. I think it's creating characters. Mm -hmm. um, because very much so, every villain that I play on Queen of the Ratchet is very much well-crafted, like Ursula. Yes. Down here, and she's based off of T.S. Madison. And then you Ooh, have Medusa, yes. which is up, and you have Coella, which is in your face, and it's basically what I wish I could say to the world. So every 
like I, I just love the idea of creating characters. I've always liked that as a as a child to be able to be something else, manipulate your um, aesthetics to get someone to think something differently. Um, I think it can be very powerful. I think it can be very, um, what's the word? Uh, it can be used as a, a good power and a evil power. I think it is a superpower. So I view acting as my superpower. It's, it's something that is my passion, but also a superpower that I think I was given. I feel, I feel that's like act, that's like acting 101 is like <laughs> I feel like the most thing that attract people to acting is the the opportunity to play a different person or play a different character yeah. and the the opportunity to basically portray that character and make it so believable and come to life come come alive basically yeah. basically what you're doing your responsibility as an actor is to make that person on that script come alive you know Crazy. you have to put emotion you have to put like like just your own little like flow to it, but make that person believable, you know, and make that person that whoever's watching it can be like, wow, that that I believe that person, that person is real. Like, you know, like I know per mm -hmm. I know somebody like that or I believe that person can really yeah. exist, you know, so I feel like that's a that's a beauty about acting is the fact that you get to step out of your own shoes and out of your own comfort and play somebody else and maybe do some things that you normally wouldn't do as yourself or as Joshua, you know, but you're willing to do it as his other character because for that moment is not you. It's you're playing this role or this person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think that also to add to that, I think when you, there's a lot of people in this life that don't necessarily get to speak um, their story. And by creating those characters, like people seeing themselves on TV, it's so important. And media is such a powerful tool where I feel like it's so important for people to see themselves and see that it's possible for the black girl to play the princess or the black man to be the lead in this. It's just so important because it influences everything up here. It's just a very powerful thing. And even some of the roles that I have not taken because even like not really putting on wigs as much because though I like doing it, I don't want to feel boxed in and that's the only thing and that's the only niche that I have to offer this world. Mm um but yeah now with um you mentioned with, with queen of the ratchet what's next for joshua we i know you mentioned season two um of boys to gay um queen of the ratchet we put it out to the universe for you cartoon network biggest network what's next um merchandise music like what's next for the actor what's next for the brand queen of the ratchet so, um, yeah, so I do have merchandise. Uh, you can get that off of my YouTube channel. Um, and you can also get it by just Googling Queen of the Ratchet and it'll pop up. Um, and a lot of my phrases that I've said over the years have, um, that I do sell. Uh, the next thing for the brand, I'm moving into Halloween, into um, Christmas. So I'll be working on a lot of parodies there. And then I'm really focused on moving away from the Disney and creating my own cartoons with the voices. 
because I feel like I have something. I want to keep the storyline because I've developed such a strong storyline. But in order for me to really move this to the next um, level, it's the idea of me taking hold and not using the Disney characters. I really want my own comic book, like I was saying, like this being something bigger than just these Disney voiceovers that I'm doing. So have you ever gotten in trouble by Disney? Like, have, have they ever, like, have you, have you ever gotten in trouble by Disney? Has Disney ever tried no, to you this, anything? No, I haven't. Um, I think that I honestly feel like I, I, I honestly feel like I influenced the Koala movie, uh, even <laughs> though that's a lot. So I feel like, I was like, yeah, they made the Gwyneth, the, the Gwyneth Pouch, the, the, the Gwyneth movie and everything. But I'm like, all of a sudden they want to come out with another Koala movie. And then <laughs> one of my supporters sent me this thing where Koala and this other character I play, Medusa, were on the lunchbox together. And I was like, are they watching my shit? Are they watching my hey, shit? I'm sure, they are. I'm sure they are. You never know. You never yeah, know. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm not scared about like them. I don't think it's like a suit thing or like they're going to come after me like that, but it would it would be nice for Disney to do like an adult Disney, which is never going to happen. Mm. You never know, but actually, actually I did read an article that Whoopi Goldberg is going to make a cartoon of a black older woman as a superhero. And that's something that she's talked about for years before black Panther. So stay tuned. Go on, Go on, Whoopi. I love Whoopi. Now I got to research that when I get off. Wow. Now, really yes, quick, honey. something you and I was talking about. Um, we've seen Queen of the Ratchet cover it, and you and I spoke about it a little bit. Um, little yeah. Nas X was def- has definitely been a hot topic the last few months, especially with his new um, video. Mon- what is it? Montero? Call me Montero. when you need me. Montero, um, yeah. And then um, Todrick Hall, which it's funny how you brought him up in our conversation because I did the day before, I think, or that morning, I seen his new video, It's Raining Fellas or something like that. Melanie, you got to watch it. It's cute. Okay. I, I'm, I'm addicted to the song. I got it for a Todrick song. I, I'm definitely uh, addicted to it. But you brought up a good theory of how, um, why you think Little Nas, um, we need a Todrick Hall, Little Nas X collabo, but won't happen. Tell us, give us your perspective. Um, first of all, I think that, I think that uh, one thing I'm not about, and I think that what Todrick gets a lot of is this idea that he's anti-Black. Um, I think that a lot of Black, I think that the Black LGBTQ community as a whole can very can be very hard on the Black LGBTQ community. Um, I don't know this man personally. I think that he's very talented. I don't really give a fuck who he sleeps with. I said in the video, he could sleep for Barney Rubble for all I care. It's none of my goddamn business. But I feel like he's extremely talented and it doesn't, it baffles me that someone that has worked with the likes of Beyonce, Taylor Swift, does his own content, produces his own stuff. And this guy is not on the same accolades as a Lil Nas X that just came out. I believe that a collaboration with Lil Nas X and Taja Call would open doors, not just for black LGBTQ people, but black, the black community as a whole needs that particular video. I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, 
And I don't think it has anything to do with the music. Um, I believe that it's easier for people to like a little Nas X because he, we live in a very toxic masculine world and the way Little Nas has projected himself, and especially when he first came out, he came out a little bit more masculine. Mm-hmm. And Todrick is not as masculine. And it's just sad to me because he is just as, if not as more talented than Little Nas X and deserves the accolades right. as a Little Nas X. Um, well, I, I think Todrick is richer, honey. <laughs> so, What'd you say? I'm sure, I'm sure Todrick's bank account is speaking um, for for himself. Maybe he's not getting the accolades or the recognition as a um, Little Nas X, but I'm sure his bank account is speaking way louder than Little Nas X. I don't know. That's just me. I just bought, I was just watching ever since our conversation. I was watching stuff on him on YouTube, and um, just four days ago, a week ago, he uploaded this new mansion he bought, Todrick Hall. I'm like, all right, Todrick. And he's done a lot. He's done Broadway. So maybe not as mainstream as a Little Nas F, but I think Todrick has done his thing. And I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. But he did put up this post a couple of days ago. Actually, after I talked to you, he put up a post. And I do believe, I don't believe that money can buy you happiness. And I do believe that Todrick wants to remain. I, I do believe, by the way, he carries himself in the way that he, per, per, uh, what he puts out on Twitter shows that he does want to be mainstream. Oh, and I believe that too. Yeah. What'd you say? He's I believe that too. I believe that. Yeah. I, do, I, yeah. I, I can and, tell he um, wants to be like that girl. <laughs> but I do believe that he gets a lot of flat and a lot of um, just to not. Yeah. A, I don't know what he's done in the past as far as like payment and everything. I don't believe that, like that goes back to like the cancel culture and forgiving. I don't think that we've been very forgiving of this man. And I I, I, I just need the receipts. I talked mm-hmm. to one of my LGBTQ friends. And I'm like, where are the receipts where this man has been anti-Black? Because well, he dates it's men. Funny, it's funny that you said that because I, well, me and Charlie used to have a friend that whenever we mentioned Todrick Hall, He's a black LGBT person. He'd be like, oh no, I don't want to talk about him. He's he's like anti-black. He's he would say that he was a coon, basically. And I was I always wondered why do you say that he's like he only cares to white women? Like he only dances or does anything for white women. But what about RuPaul? Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, what about RuPaul? And don't mess with my RuPaul now. Cause like, <laughs> so it's I like love RuPaul since I, was a I think kid. people people pick and choose what they want to see. If they see that the their idol or Todrick Hall isn't on working with Beyonce or working with Nicki Minaj, they are. But he has worked with the Beyonce. But he, he has worked has. with the Beyonce. He has it's worked like with the Beyonce though. And it's like I don't there's know. a I lot don't know of why people. They say that. I I had I had to convince my friend to listen to his new album because I was like God, I was like it's a good album I said and majority of the artists that he collaborated with are black Nicole Scherzinger it's 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 the thing where I, I talk to people I'm like okay great we like to say that he used to stereotype black characters in his videos so what's the difference between Todrick putting on a wig and a dress and the videos that he used to do in the past and what Blame it on the Quay or Tyler Perry that did with like Medea. And so it's like, why are we giving this man such flack 
for what he chooses to do as opposed to Tyler Perry, who is praised for what he does. Now, we talk about Tyler Perry's writing all the time, but we don't try to cancel Tyler Perry for his bad wigs that he puts on Black women, for him <laughs> playing a Black woman himself and playing the caricature of a Black woman. Right. We accept that shit. So it's like we pick and choose who we... That's, that's my only problem, cancel culture. I'm all for y'all. But I feel like a lot of times, cancel culture picks and chooses who they want to cancel. Uh, yep. And they people get away with other shit that they're canceling. And that, to me, is hypocritical. And that, right. And, that's and I think he's not... He doesn't <laughs> cater to Gen Z. I think he caters more to, like, millennials, if you notice. He doesn't yeah. cater, like, Four little Nas Yes, yeah. he t- he caters to like an older, mature audience too. Yeah. If you think about it, like he was on Kinky Boots, whereas Lil Nas X is like over here. Gen Z slash some mm-hmm. millennials to like that. Yeah, I mean, I be- I believe that a track. I'm telling you, a track with Taja Call, Lil Nas X, Missy Elliott producing. You put two Black queer direct choreographers, Sean Bankhead, who is um, worked with Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, and Missy Elliott, and you put um, Jacquel Knight, who's worked with Beyonce, on that track. It would sell. It is a bomb-ass track. The visual aesthetics of it would be amazing. It needs to happen, and I'm manifesting it, and it's going to happen. <laughs> promise you that shit would be a banger i just can think about how melanated and black and sexy it would be um one thing that i'm about because i don't know these men personally i just am about pushing black and brown people forward because we don't get seen enough so i'm not going to speak on Tajik as a person or who he chooses to date but it's nice to see so much LGBTQ and just take black out of it. It's nice to see so much LGBTQ content thriving, even even your show, just thriving and going. And that's what we need because I'm done in my lifetime of being in the background, doing their face, doing their makeup and making them look good and giving them what to say. We deserve to be in the front of the line and be the main face of everything. That's where I am. Amen to that. Great. Cheers to that. Amen. And, and with that, yeah. this is and like my cheers. third, third glass. <laughs> and this is, and it is Pride Month. With that said, it is Pride Month, and Ivan, this week you're highlighting our LGBTQ um, person of your choice. Each week we are picking a choice, and Ivan, take it away. Yes. It's your week. Um, this week I decided to highlight uh, Harvey Milk. Um, he was the first openly gay man elected to public office in the United in the United States of California, and the U.S. state of California. Sorry, joining the San Francisco Board of Supervi- Supervisors, his pride simply being himself on a, on a major civic pla- platform was a turning for a turning point for the LGBT community. Uh, his life was cut short just a year later when he was murdered by Dan White, one of his town hall colleagues. Although he was in office for less than a year, he saw a uh, law passed where it gave the uh, LGBT commu- community um, the right to apply and a job couldn't discriminate against you because of your sexual orientation. Uh, he also encouraged the San Francisco Police Department to recruit more LGBT officers, but his greatest achievement is considering to be is considered to be successfully fighting 
Proportion 6 would attempted to ban gay teachers from working in California public schools and fire staff who supported gay rights. Awesome. So, nice. So that's Harvey Milk. You have Harvey Milk for that opportunity and possibly opening the door for other political figures to stand up. And, you know, um, not too long ago, like he was like we were just reading, like somebody could fire you based on your sexual orientation, you know, and so we give it to him to, you know, fighting for that right for everybody to be treated equally, even at a place of employment. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now um, it is time. We want to thank you, Joshua, for being on. Um, before we get into some fun, like we do here at the Inner Circle, tell all the good people out there, whether they're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, or they're watching on YouTube or Facebook, um, tell the people all the places that they could find you on. Yes, um, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Queen of the Ratchet or at Joshua Gilliard. Um, you can find me on YouTube, www.youtube.com forward slash Joshua Gilliard. I'm also on Facebook, Queen of the Ratchet, if you search that, or Joshua Gilliard. You can find me on Twitter, even though I don't really use my Twitter that much, but I am messy <laughs> on there, Queen of the Ratchet. <laughs> So you take the ET off of that or Joshua Gilliard. And yeah. There you go. Oh, you can also subscribe to my podcast. And uh, that's yes. the rest. Yeah, show support to our boy. I'm subscribed. Definitely putting yeah. out there some funny, funny contents for you guys. Uh, he yeah. works very hard. And some thought-provoking things. He definitely also, now that he's showing more of Joshua the man, he's also putting content that's like thought-provoking things as well, which I enjoy and for sure so now do you have i know the inner circle we have a venmo and a cash app for anyone who wants to feel generous and send us things do you have a venmo and a cash app yes boo y'all can definitely <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. uh, dollar sign joshua gilliard so dollar there you go someone in the comments said we definitely learned a lot from him today so well, thank every, you. They're, they're having about you. Awesome. Yeah. But now let's have some fun, Ivan. Let's set this game up. Take it away, let's Ivan. Get it. <laughs> we are playing. What would Cruella say? <laughs> Let's go, Cruella. Well, Let's go here. Hello. Uh, hello. So. hello. <laughs> Cruella looks like Whitney's long lost baby cousin. Cruella is in the house. Baby. Look she was dating Bobby Brown, honey. <laughs> Y'all know Whitney Houston was a little, you know, on the. <laughs> all right, but we're not Cruella. gonna talk about that. What's the tea? <laughs> all right, Corella. The tea is this game uh, is a, 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 a nice, fun speed round of things. Corella, we know I don't you're very play out games, though. Oh, oh, I know. We know you're I like very to be straight to the point and bust the nut. Mm, all right, there we so go. the point is we're gonna give you some names and you're gonna tell us what comes to mind it's what cruella says baby so here it is a speed round of different things you give us your take i'm cruella um you ready 
Child, if I ain't ready, I better get ready. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck back together and pictures out there of them kissing. Waste of time and energy. <laughs> Isn't she on her way out the dough in the grave? Waste of time and energy. Let me tell you what Jay Jennifer Lopez needs to do. She needs, she's got enough money. She needs to buy an Allen and suit the cooter down. As far as Ben Affleck is concerned, go back to that. What who was he dating before Jennifer Lopez? That nice Jen woman that he Jennifer Gardner. On. Jennifer Gardner. Yeah. Go back to her fuck boy. <laughs> That All right. Um, and now we know Joshua um, spoke about it a little bit on the show earlier, but Janet mocks outburst a few weeks ago at the season premiere party for Pose. What's your thoughts on it? Ryan Murphy's the devil. He's <laughs> in sheep's clothing. That's what I think. There's lots of evidence to back it up. Do your research. Ryan Murphy, pay those LGBTQ people what they're owed. That's yes. what I think. Yes, he let went them know. The, the black LGBTQ community stole the idea and then got a whole bunch of money. He's resting Ooh. peacefully in his mansion. That's what I think. Mm. He's the devil. Let him know. Well, from one producer to another producer, Tyler Perry. What you want to know about Tyler? <laughs> you want to know about the. Tyler, if you just want to know my thoughts on Tyler. You can tell us anything about Tyler, baby. <laughs> baby, I don't want to say too much about Tyler, baby. I might get in trouble, you know. They may send some people after me, but I'm just going to say it's pride, man. <laughs> that that's does it all. That does it all. Moving on. Instinct or the Backstreet Boys? Who? <laughs> Black Instinct or the Backstreet Boys. Boys, yeah. You got me picking from unseasoned and bland. <laughs> All so right. either do I want bland or unseasoned. You know what? You, I always want to fuck JC. What'd you say? Me too. You hell or boys to men? Oh, boys to men, honey. Yeah. Did you put no, Beats 2K up in there? No, I said Drew Hill. Oh, well, you want? Oh, okay, Drew no, Hill. Drew Hill. I love Yo, yes. Cisco. <laughs> He's a short shrimp. All right. You said he had um, short shrimp? Yes, I seen him in person. But big things come in small packages, baby. Hey. You might got a kielbasa between them legs, honey. <laughs> okay. Let them know. Let them know, Cruella. Um, <laughs> Britney Spears conservatorship. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Leave Britney alone. And give her what she wants. The, the, the girl just wants to live her life. Mm. I'm sick of everybody coming for Britney. You know, and the, the thing about it is, you, you Gen Zers and this Ariana Grande, Britney in her prime would stomp a mud hole in Ariana's ass. Mm. The dad needs to pay Britney what is owed. They need to give her her money. Something isn't sounding right. Something isn't right. It's like a Black Mirror episode gone wrong. Yes. Actually, uh, actually, there is a there is a Black Mirror episode that is very similar to Britney and Miley actually, Cyrus oh. plays. Yeah, Miley Cyrus plays the um the Britneyest. Check it out, Cruella. You you will love it. 
All right, so yeah, I'm seeing that. Y'all don't think that television is talking to us, baby. <laughs> Brittany talking to us too. That's why she posts like that on Instagram. That yeah. ain't even her. That's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was stupid. She's like, they help me. The back, the back. Help me, guys. Help me. <laughs> All right, Cruella. What are your thoughts on Monique's recent statements on girls presenting themselves better at the airports and out there and wearing bonnets and flops to the airport to travel? What are your thoughts? She's bored. She needs a job. And when you're bored, you try to give your opinion about everything. Mm. Monique, <laughs> you need to get a job. That's what I think. When you're exactly. Bored, you have Preach. nothing better to do but worry about it else. Worry about somebody else's business and shave your legs. Well, I think. Yes. I think. I think she's trying to make herself relevant. So she's trying to say something, put something out Instagram there. In a row, looking a damn fool, and talk about how other people look. Mm. I just exactly. don't get it. It don't make <laughs> sense. That's what I'm saying. There's something <laughs> off in this reality right now. Yeah. All right, All so right. now, what about your boy, R. Kelly? Well, not your boy, but, you know. Hey, my boy, baby. <laughs> 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 did I not associate her name with R. Kelly. She does not know him. No, she baby, we don't play that me. over here. Who is that? <laughs> I do not I don't want to be associated with that. I am not. Nah. No, 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 ma'am, Pam. What are your All thoughts right. on Kristen Teagan being canceled for bullying children on social media? Well, the problem is a lot of you bitches think that this wasn't happening before. Y'all should have canceled her a long time ago. Y'all made mm. this so relevant and she should have never had a platform. Mm. Mm-hmm. People didn't make so At the end that. of the day, I mean, y- y- y'all cancel who you want to cancel. Yep. Stop canceling what? people when you want to cancel them. She shouldn't have never had a platform. Yep. Your thoughts on Beyonce and Jay-Z? I wish I had their money. <laughs> what about our girl Rihanna? That, you, know, you know what I'm saying? She's minding her goddamn business. And honestly, a lot of you Beyonce fans are not going to like this. I actually prefer Rihanna. Ooh, mm. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um, me too. And Cruella, we'll end up with one more because tonight, I, I mean, we're battling for the for the for the for the um for the viewership tonight because right now, um, it's the versus battle between Eve and Trina. So Cruella, let's end it oh, with this one. Right now, yes. Oh, oh, wait, Cruella. We are. Eve and Trina. Oh, yes, wait a minute. So, so before Let we go, now, mind, Yes. And the baddest yes. bitch. Uh, yep. So what? Well, who why the hell you? we all here? <laughs> <laughs> we about to get off, Cruella. But who who do you got in this battle? Before we go. Oh well, you know Trina don't write her own raps, so I'm happy Ooh. to go with Eve. You just insane. blew my mind with that one. <laughs> all right, Cruella. But at the end of the day, she is the baddest bitch in Miami, but. Eve as a whole, and we're trying to go from everything, baby. We're going from everything. Actor, rapper, like entrepreneur. Eve has it. Yeah, Eve does have it. I like Eve. What has Trina done? Loving (laughs) hip-hop. Loving (laughs) hip-hop. All right, Cruella, thank you so much for that game. Uh, Joshua Gilliard, you are amazing. Thank you so yes. much. We've been wanting you. You've yes. been one of 
my personal dream guest since we started this. And yes. finally, after a year of us doing this, you are on. Thank you so much for being on. Um, so much. Thank you. Um, once again, check out our boy and all those his social media, Boys to Gay. We'll be posting um the videos, the clips on our <laughs> social media. Um, what else? Anything else? Anything you got to say to take the people out, Joshua? Yes, I was going to ask you to do that. I was like, can you do your little famous ending to everything? (laughs) All right, let's all end it it at one, two, three, all right? All of us at the same time. One, two, three. See you guys next week. Love you guys. Check out our social media, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Check us out. We'll see you next time. Peace, everyone.